hello out there, this is the BF Tangent, and that's me playing the guitar. We got Branto, chicken lover Branto. We got Freedy, he likes chickens too. This is the BF Tangent, yeah. We are back. Um, back at uh, producer and composer's house doing the podcast tonight because in the absence of Brenton, the show must go on. Even though he doesn't seem that he really gives a fuck about the BF Tangent, does it? If he's not here, if he's, he'd rather be in uh, Mexico. He's uh, got no commitment, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Brenton's not here tonight because he is over, he is, uh, over in the States um, having a good time and uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to, to come out and, uh, and me and Jeremy have a chat again. Just because we haven't we haven't been out here for five weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I've um, <clears throat> and I understand not to mention the hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah. So I got to keep the hemorrhoids to a minimum. <laughs> minimum hemorrhoids, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't don't mention the hemorrhoids so much. But uh, before that, we got uh, uh, our sponsors www.overexertion.com.au kidding us out so we get our fucking head jobs and our rim jobs in the gym. Um, <laughs> We like to thank the boys at Offroad Cartel. So um, offroadcartel.com.au. They are they sort us out too with awesome clothing, um, awesome bunch of guys, uh, and also thanks to again tonight for Jeremy Williams, our composer, uh, director, producer, and musician later on. So um, yeah. And also, Brenton doesn't like me mentioning this, but I will because he's not here. <laughs> O'Brien's beer, one of our major sponsors. I'm not drinking this tonight because the the bottle o that I stopped out on the way here didn't have it. Um, O'Brien's beer, yeah, because it's yeah, no, it's not. But <laughs> we, I think Brenton said that he was going to email him, and so since that, I was like, yeah, they're definitely on board, you know. But um, they are they're the gluten free beer. Oh really? Yeah, okay. and I, I looked up this afternoon why how they make it gluten free. Okay. And uh, it's they they don't use, they obviously don't use like wheat and hops and um mm-hmm. they they use uh, millet and sorghum. Do you know what that is? No. So it says on yeah so they say oh, so yeah. they brew, they um ferment it with millet and sorghum. It, it's a type of grain, mm. but it's not it's not glutinous. Okay. Actually, I thought that was the definition of gluten. It was a grain. Yeah, but I, I think it's a it's a um, and uh, this is what I was talking about before <laughs> is when we had that uh, when we had the nutrition on. He yeah, explained yeah. what the gluten the gluten is actually a part of the grain. Okay. So okay. yeah, it, it's a it's a part <clears throat> of the makeup that our body the body takes in. And uh, but obviously this this grain isn't glutinous at all. The this um. Millet and sorghum. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, so how do you... Um, so you're a gluten intolerant, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so what happens with you? You, you get a rash or something? Yeah, like no, I get brain fog. I've fucking talked this down. I've talked this through so much on this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, but anyway, I was telling you, the reason why we had to um, take that podcast down is one of the guy, the guy that we had on, the nutritionist, and he's a he's really awesome guy. He's one of our good mates from high school. But uh, we edited it down for him, and then he called it, and then we put the podcast up. E- edited as in you cut out a lot. Yeah, we cut out a bit. Yeah. And then we put up, uh, we put it up, and it got straight away it got good listens, and uh, people were saying the information was really good, and we th- we thought it was a really good podcast. But then he he <clears throat> asked us to edit it down again. Why? And, 
oh, because he wanted more stuff taken out and just the nutritional stuff. And like, I, like he wanted the bullshit taken out? Yeah, more of the bullshit taken out. Yeah. And that we just, because that's not really the way that we, you know, we, yeah. got, we kind of want to do every podcast that we do is unedited. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. best way to run it, I yeah. think. Just keep, keep it short and unedited. And yeah. uh, that's kind of like what we're trying to go for. And so we just told him, I go, mate, we can't do that. We're just going to take it down. And so if you notice that, that's why we did it is just because he wanted us to edit it down more. And we just said, no, we'll just delete it. And he, he said, thanks for taking it down. So obviously there were some things in it that he didn't like, but I didn't want to put up stuff that was so edited that it just didn't, it wasn't like natural to us. So. <clears throat> but I mean, wasn't it just a, like, if you guys have been crude, isn't that just you, not him? Yeah, it was. Like, he joined in a bit, but that's the thing. We got him to open up a bit and oh, I okay. knew he would because he relaxed and, and yeah, we, we were yeah. drinking O'Brien's beers, one of our major sponsors. And, um, and uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he just, he just relaxed and we, we talked some old stories from high school. Yeah, but, yeah. And, that, and they were fucking, he had things that <laughs> I didn't remember that were fucking classic. Like, really? my, yeah, like my mate, and this didn't stay up, so I'll tell this story again, but my mate was real, real, real drunk down uh, around at my mate's house, Gumps. Oh, you're allowed to say this? Or? Yeah, I'll say it now because the, the uh, episode got deleted. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it, it's got nothing to do with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but he remembered this and I didn't. And we're drunk and we're downstairs. It's, it was like we're at that age where you're going around each other's house every like Friday night. You're just drinking wherever everyone is. Yeah. And where everyone's getting blind. And uh, at the end of the night, my mate Bo has got the, this house had two Jack Russells, and uh, he's got these two Jack Russells under each arm, and he's they're both boys, and he's whacking the dogs off. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's whacking the dogs off, and we we couldn't believe he's doing it, but he's come down, and these Jack Russells were loving it. But he's got, and they've got their little but, like. He was doing it in a serious way or just, well, just a muck he, around? He was doing it in a muck around way. Like obviously he's not, he didn't really want to, he wasn't getting off by getting these dogs off. But, right, um, right. but they, they were having a good time. Really? And, and, and he, it got to the extent where it's like, yeah, it's a joke, but you're actually masturbating those dogs now. <laughs> like Jack Russell's actually look like they smile a bit and they, they had, they were showing all their teeth. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So he, he whacked them off. They obviously didn't blow. Oh, but, um, the number of, animal and sex stories that i've heard <laughs> yeah. through you guys is incredible yeah but that was and that was one of the stories and we edited that out straight away for him because we we're like oh yeah he he mentioned it he brought it up <clears throat> but that's all right he, it was a good interview we we took some stuff away from it as well but yeah, we yeah. just would have loved to keep it up for everyone else to hear like the information that he put out there yeah but um it's quite interesting too because um he may not realize this but what i get about the podcast world is that what draws pe- people to it is the vulnerability of guests and like the people become real yeah yeah um because you don't get that on tv or radio no and so so basically i see that as the magic like like that's the secret weapon that's right and And so so cutting out that if you turn it into radio it's not going to be very popular like so i kind of almost think it's better to be wrong than to be conservative yeah to be conservative that's a definite death yeah, that's I right. Reckon. And you go back to like, I go back and listen to radio, normal mainstream radio yeah. now, and I can't do it's it. It's too boring. After listening to all the podcasts that you, that you mm. and then you can't put up with the ads and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but but the thing the thing I really like is that you can a hundred percent be yourself. So you know this motherfucker thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> Someone out there will find that funny, you know? Yeah, like, well, that's why I said we had people asking what happened to the motherfucker guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so even though a lot of people in my normal life would be like, oh, 
whatever, Jeremy, fuck off. Like, it's just like there would, there still is a clientele that would like, you know, a demographic that would like that. Yeah. And that's what's cool about it, you know? So, um, and yeah, like if it's just a tr- purely nutritional, informational, I just think, yeah, it's, it's too dull. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, the, the thing, you know, he did do a good interview about that. Yeah, that's water under the bridge now. Mm. So um, when was that? That was two podcasts ago. Yeah, and it right. was up for three days and then we took it off. Yeah. So did you miss a week that week? Or, or we did. We, we missed a week that week and we recorded, the, we recorded the Monday night to try to catch up. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why this one is kind of a week late as well. So yeah. we're still catching up to it. Yeah. Yeah, but... So Brento's and, away ten days. Yeah, Brento's away. He's he's with the he's actually with the off road cartel boys. So Danny and Josh Curran. Yeah. So they're they're his real good mates, and he's with Luke Ayres as well. So what are you Luke gonna, is the what one doing a week. Have you got someone lined up in a week? Ah, uh, he'll be back. Yeah. In a so week? yeah, yeah, he's been he's been gone for. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Luke Ayres, he's with as well. The one of the boys that came in here mm-hmm. and talked. Remember, we had our two mates on. Luke was one of them. Yeah. And so they're oh, all, yeah. yeah they're all big rev heads and. Uh, the, they're at the Baja 1000, which is which is one of the biggest races in the world. I'll talk about it in my um, my dirt talk later on because okay. I, I got to cover that because Brenton's not, <laughs> and I'm I'm really up to. Don't mention the hemorrhoids though. No, 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 no hemorrhoids. <laughs> you can't. He actually, when he sits in a race car, he has to cut a hole in the middle of the seat so he can sit in like one of those donut cushions. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get punched because in the hemorrhoids. <laughs> because the hemorrhoids. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so you're saying I haven't talked to you since you sent in the, the voice audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just, actually, I just found out today I didn't get in. <laughs> and how, what did the actual email read? Like, does it look like it's just a. Oh, like it's pretty sort of formal. They, they just said very, very high calibre. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, you didn't get through. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I know that part of it is. Uh, yeah, so basically, it's kind of hard to know what they're going for, because I basically think that a lot of the finalists I can sing as well as. Yeah. Um, but but that's not to say that I thought that I'd win, because I know that the the people actually get to the last two or three are really really good. I mean, I haven't watched it for years, but but the last ones that I watched are really really good. Um, so, but I, I don't know. I know that. Having a sob story is good, and I didn't. Um, so it's hard to know. It's That's the thing. That's what I was saying to you. It's like if they ask you about your background and what's going on, it, you watch those shows and they're half about the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and my sister, uh, my daughter's tutor was saying that she, she applied as well, and she just made it up. Like she just made up a sob story. Yeah. So if it gets down to that, I just think that's a bit stupid. To be honest with you, a part of me was kind of a bit relieved. Because I, I don't know if it's really my thing. My main thing was I just I just wanted to see if I could challenge myself. Because basically, like, I would really be scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I would have loved to see you on the show. You, you obviously didn't mention your sizable penis, though, in the... No, no, I, I didn't mention that. <laughs> so I could have mentioned that as a sob story because, mm. you know, it gets in the way. My like... back hurts always. <laughs> gets in front of my deadlifts when I'm trying to row. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My bitch has to get up on a ladder and jump down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so where where to from now then? Uh, I don't know. Uh, th- yeah, that's a good question. Because um, that's a funny thing. Because I'm I'm a massive American Idol fan. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. A closet American oh, Idol really? fanatic. Yeah. Okay. I I've watched every season. 
And uh, I, I was thinking, because I used to think that being a judge on American Idol was the best job in the world, just oh, listen, really? listening to talent all day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and as, as, I was, as I was watching these things, I noticed that it, it's crazy how people <clears throat> think that that's it. Like, if they, that's their break. You know, like, to make it on American Idol is their big break, and if they don't, they're devastated. Yeah, yeah. But if you take away American Idol, what, what do they do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're out there probably grinding, you're busking, you're, you're making records, you save money to buy records, but because they give you that platform to do it, people think, oh, that's my only way to get through, in mm. the you know, and that's what, that's what I found when you see these guys and they're so devastated when the judges tell them no. It's like, just go back to what you were doing before this yeah, show was yeah, here yeah. and try to make it that way. Yeah, and the thing is, um, like, I used to go on a few country music competitions and typically I'd always get second. Road to Tamworth? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. Um, but but I, I would never win. I'd often get second, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I hated playing the game of what they wanted. And so, you know, in those country music competitions, they want you to dress up. And I always just... You know, came out in jeans and a t-shirt, right? Yeah. Um, when they want you in a flannel and a cowboy hat. Yeah, just all, a lot of bullshit, right? Yeah. And I just couldn't stand that. And and when I realised that I hadn't got in, I did, to be honest with you, a part of me did feel a little bit relieved, just because, like, you know, like say for example, if I want to sing a bu- bunch of melancholy songs, I want to do that. Or, or if I just want to wear a t-shirt, I want to do that. Like, I don't want to kind of have someone. Because music to me is very personal. It's like I hear it exactly as it is. And so if someone says, do it this way, it doesn't work that way for me. It's basically like it's, just, it's black or white. I hear it in a certain way and someone else's preference or taste doesn't come into it. And that's not to say that I'm not expecting everyone to like it, but it's just that I hear it very clearly. And so, you know, like if I had people kind of saying, I'll oh, do this, do that, I, I don't know how I'd go. Yeah. <clears throat> if you had Delta Goodwin telling you how to be, yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, I mean. Like, sure, I'll, I'll fuck you with my humongous cock. <laughs> <but. laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really too sure what to do from now. Um, I'm, you know, like, all I'm doing at the moment is just uh, sort of pumping out some videos and, and still writing. And still working a bit in the studio. Um, <clears throat> I've been thinking about maybe getting back into some gigs. I'm not sure. See, because the reason I haven't, I don't jump into that is because I'm so busy anyway. But also, like, I don't want to get into kind of just doing Brown Eyed Girl and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to stick to my, yeah. as you'd call it, suicide music. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I want to stick to my thing, my falsetto, blah, blah, blah. Rather than doing the pub classics. Yeah, yeah, because basically, like, I do a second-rate version. You know, like, I, I can do that competently, but I don't do it, like, what I do in my own way, like, is really good, but that stuff, I'm just another guitarist. Yeah. You know, so so I can do it well, but it's just, it's not standout kind of stuff. Yeah. So And also, I don't love it, so, whereas the stuff I do, I really get involved in it. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. So maybe I'm just going to come back to. Like, like yeah, last <clears> time we were talking, you were so you were so pumped up because you'd just been on the Tony Robbins yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you were so you were so pumped for everything mm. and positive. And yeah. Is that is that high still going? No, no. Um, so it's a crash. 
Well, well, yeah, like I said to you, um, the last, um, and I'm sorry to bring you down, viewers, <laughs> listeners, um, but, um, well, I, yeah, no, it's kind of a turning point, like, because kind of some of the work's sort of fallen off a bit, so I'm thinking about going back into, so basically at the moment I'm trying to work out, um, you know, like your question, where to from now, yeah. like that, that actually is what I'm grappling with. Because basically, I was thinking about this, you know, this voice thing, and so that hasn't sort of come through. So I'm thinking I'll go back to, um, you know, sort of putting the videos online and stuff like that. And so I just posted one, a little one today. Um, and but maybe I, yeah, like maybe I'll get into a little bit of gigs or something. I, I'm not too sure, but I just don't want to get sort of into a pub rock kind of yeah. situation. You, you so, but 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 that said, like I know I've got to do something in that area because you know how you were saying it's overexertion. Um, you know when you're doing something in it, like naturally the work comes in. Yeah. So like I I know that I've got to be either doing some sort of video or doing some sort of writing to keep the. Or, or maybe some sort of performance to keep the studio ticking over. It's like you take a tiny piece of that bullshit, the secret, you know, did you ever watch that shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, if you if you imagine you can have this mansion and this Ferrari, then you you can get it. But it, but what I took out of that, what I was like, oh, if, you, if you're working towards something, just make sure you keep working on it and think about it and keep, yeah. keep striving for that goal, you know? Yeah. Rather than, rather than thinking huge, big goals, yeah. just make sure you keep working on that thing that you love and, that, and rather than the secret where it's like, yeah, fuck, like the total bullshit side of it. But Well, well I, I think the thing is, is that if you don't... I mean, all that stuff is kind of like... Like, I think it still has validity, um, but I think that... If you don't, like, so if you're working, you know, if you've got some goal, you know, material goal, like you're just saying, like, if you're doing nothing, then you don't really believe in the goal anyway. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if you're just sitting there waiting for it to happen, that suggests that unconsciously you don't believe in it. So, and their whole thing is that you've got to believe in it. So, so acting on it is still partly believing in it, yeah. I reckon. So when's the next Tony Robbins? Uh, well... You've already paid that down, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So basically the next thing is, um, um, so like I was saying to you, uh, some uh, older lady that lived beside me a couple of years ago uh, willed me $5,000, which is the exact amount of money, the exact amount of Unfortunately money. Unfortunately that she died, but really good <laughs> for the, uh, the exact amount of money for Tony Robbins. Well, the thing is, is that, yeah, so, so that's a date with destiny that's in sort of April, May next year. Um, yeah, so I probably wouldn't have gone to that, but it just, I was thinking about it, and then that money just came to me out of nowhere, and so I was just thinking, okay, we'll give it a go. Um, I mean, I think that, like, you only get a, like, basically you can't really rely on adrenaline from some certain event, Tony Robbins or whatever you go to, but, but I think the way that he thinks does leave a lasting impression. Like, it's just a different way of thinking. So basically everybody just goes along in life and they have certain limitations and this is the way it is. I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, I would I would pursue this, but, you know, my wife doesn't want me to or it's not safe. So they've got all this story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And 
Okay, folks, sorry about that. We just had a quick little break. Uh, I spilled one of my uh, ginger <laughs> lime and sodas because I'm, I'm used to You were hot. thinking about Brito, weren't you? Oh, Brito and Brito. Don't yeah. mention the hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking, because I'm a bit worried because uh, I started thinking about when he used to go to guitar lessons and because uh, he used to go, the guy that he Brito. did. Yeah, Brito used to do guitar lessons when he was like 10 or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy he used to go to lives up the road from me now. Oh, really? And yeah, and I saw him hosing his lawn. Um, the other week, I told Brent about this. I saw him ho- hosing his lawn, and he looked like real shifty eyes. He's got a mustache. He's like seventy now. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I was thinking, I bet you he used to fuck Brenton or try to fuck Brenton, and that's why Brenton's never come come back to guitar because oh, he's so he's, bad he's mentally fucked. Yeah, because he thought that he like if he comes to you, he'll be like, I don't want to get taught guitar by Jeremy. <clears throat> he'll try to finger or suck me off or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And maybe the hemorrhoids is like a guilt thing. <laughs> You know, a, a guilt that's come out in a physical form. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking with uh, when us doing a new intro. I would, I was, I was thinking of writing a thing about Brenton getting fucked by his old guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think he'll be up with this? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to edit a lot of this. No, <laughs> we, keep, we keep this in unedited. Okay, so basically, what I was saying, um, so you're saying you're still pumped about the Tony Robbins thing. I was saying that he just has such a like so basically the adrenaline from it of course drops but like he just has such a different way of approaching things so like when you come back to normal life like i was saying everyone has these kind of things where i can't do this can't do that like all these kind of limiting beliefs and stories about why they're stuck in their situation and then but when you've sort of been infused in that kind of world it's just a completely different way of looking at things because you just think that's just that's all crap like but so many people have those limiting stories that you ju- you do start to believe it after a while. Like, you know, even though you know it's kind of excuse, it just seems to be so common. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you probably know that, notice that in your own life. Like, just people around you, like, have all this different stuff they say. So, if, so for example, in fitness world, I've got low metabolism, you know. Yeah. Like, genetically, I'm... Overweight, or, yeah, you get a lot of that, that. All, all, all that sort of crap, yeah. And it, and it's funny because even that stuff, um, when I when I got healthier and fitter, because I used to think all that, and and when I got healthier and fitter, and I started actually calculating my calories and sugar intake and all that sort of stuff, yeah, it actually worked out the same as twenty five rod anyway, you know. So all that all those all those beliefs I had about our oh, slow metabolism, blah blah, it's just all crap. Yeah. Jeremy sounds like he's away from the microphone because he is. He's just checking that it's still recording. <laughs> it is, yeah. Cool. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, yeah. so basically, so just, just to finish that story, yeah, so I'm doing the Date with Destiny next April, May or somewhere around there. Um, and, yeah, I just happened to be willed $5,000, which is the exact same amount. Um, there still is a part of me that doesn't know for sure that this is... There still is a part of me that thinks, oh, is this just kind of American hype kind of thing? Yeah. I have to admit that. Uh, like, generally it feels good, but there's a part of me that thinks, wow, $5,000 is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> but it fucking jacks you up. Like, it looks on, on the date with Destiny Doco. Like, I was watching that with a huge <laughs> rager. Just, just fucking going, yeah, like, this yeah. is sweet. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly got a gift. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You know, like, he can just see what's happening pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, 
He's de- he's he's got some weird weird attributes as well, doesn't he? Did you did you ever watch the doco? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we the the cold the cold pool that he jumps yeah, in, yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, um, yelling out. What, what was he yelling out? Yes, around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing his vocals and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, he's full on. Mm. He's full on. Yeah, fucking gigantic guy too. Yeah. Uh, but, but but I mean, he, it's interesting that he he works with athletes and like really really high performers because he's pretty much like that. Mm. Because like I said, I mean, like this thing went from eight thirty in the morning to fucking midnight, you know. And the thing is that, as I said, in my world, people around me think that I push myself, yeah. like as in that I'm a high achiever. And it's just like, man, like this is nothing. Like this is just like go down there. Like, I was ready to yeah. go at 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Go watch this humongous freak. He's just charging the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's nothing on me. Like, I would never start to midnight giving a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. And also, not only that, like, doing it really full on. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. His, his energy's out of control. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he doesn't have any caffeine. He, like, no. that's, what, that's just all part of his conditioning, yeah. his priming thing. Definitely. I've, I've had... I've had um, like mental coaches for footy before where they've brought people into our team to talk to us about um, sports psychology. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've never I've never really got got into it, you know. So you don't think it's helped? No, I I think some of the, some of the stuff that they they teach is is common sense kind of. Like what? Yeah, just like they they talk about like focusing on it, kind of what I was talking about before, like focusing on the on small goals to equal the big goal in the end, and yeah, yeah. and where with 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 sport and stuff, I just think it's when you, you go out there with with confidence because you're putting the you're putting the training to be confident in what you're doing in that that game. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Where I don't think psychology shouldn't shouldn't come into it. I think psychology comes into sports when. They always bring him in as a reaction, I believe. Mm. Like, oh, like just say a baseball player, he's in a slump with his batting. Yeah, Let's yeah. bring in a psychologist to try to fix it. Where you you won't gonna you're not gonna bring in a psychologist if uh, he's hitting he's hitting seven fifty like and no uh, no of course yeah so I always think it's a reactive thing yeah and it's funny because but is that okay? Oh, it's okay, but I think it's kind of like poking at trying to trying to. Like fucking find a needle in a haystack when you're uh, when something's going wrong, you know they're they're okay. trying to oh they're losing it's it might be a mental thing rather than a physical thing and a and a training and being prepared and yeah but, but I mean but I mean like when you were playing your rugby league like were there certain times where people in your team were like were going through an obvious psychological slump you know like a confidence thing like yeah definitely. And and basically, you could see they they were definitely were not at their best. Yeah. But it wasn't physical; it was psychological. I think so. Yeah, but that comes with that they've they've like they've physically put themselves into that slump, and then they start to to mentally think about it. Okay. And then they bring it down. I remember when I used to play baseball. Um, oh really? You played baseball? Yeah, for ten years. Really? Yeah, I was an absolute gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I was a battler. But um, with baseball, if I if I missed a ball like I made a fielding error mm-hmm. the whole game I'd make fielding errors yeah. but like so that that physical mistake that I did at the start turns into a mental thing that I'm dwelling over in my head every okay. time so I think it's just uh, it's it, it becomes a confidence 
thing. Yeah, yeah. Where if that if that happens from if that happens once and you're confident that it's not going to happen again, then it's sweet. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the point is like, if you've got players in your team who are doing that, mm. what's the solution? So solution is to hit a thousand balls at them at training and sh- and show them that they're not going to do it. Oh, okay. So basically, you see the solution is not getting the mechanical mistake wrong in the first place. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the the solution, like if if you make a mistake, yeah, it's an error. Boom, get yeah, on, yeah. get on to the next one. But that does it mentally does fuck with you then because then the, that they'll start. Like I used to think, oh, I'll make a handling error the next time as well. Yeah, and that's where the but that's what I'm saying where <clears throat> the psychology of it comes in after the fact. Yeah, yeah. where they they don't. But, but well, you're saying you don't agree with. Treating the psychology of the it. way that I did it, the way there are as a reaction, no. But if it was just say before a season and they brought a psychologist in, and I'm just saying by um, by circumstances that I was that, that, that I was dealt with with uh, where it's always seemed like a reaction. But if just say it was the start of a season, they bring in a psychologist and they they try to implement new things into your into your head. Yeah, probably I'd I'd run with that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. it always comes down to just training your ass off, being prepared for the for the sport or game, you know, that you play, mm. I think. When you start reaching reaching for straws at oh, it's a psychological issue, it's I think that's kind of making excuses. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Especially it comes with stupid fucking games like sport, you know, like rugby league is just a fucking game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean I mean the thing that I'm sort of aware of as well is that like if um like, basically, you can overthink things as well. Yeah. And so, like, it may very well be completely psychological. Mm. Um, like, I, you know, so your sports, rugby league. So, like, when I was younger, I used to watch um, rugby league a bit. And I remember Mal Meninga, one of my favourite players. <laughs> like, he, he, was a, he was a real confidence player. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes he'd kick really well. And other times, you know, he'd almost miss it in front. Like, so he was a real confidence player. Yeah. Um, and he, apparently at some point he had a sports psychologist talk to him about visualising it going over and lots of stuff. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think it can become a problem though if, um, if it makes people overthink, because you know how you were saying that, you know, you feel your best when you're doing your, your, you know, your CrossFit and all that sort of stuff when your mind's not thinking. Yeah. Like when, so I think sometimes that if you're, the psychological stuff can make you overthink just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but but it, I mean, but I've kind of got an open mind about this in either direction. So like, I kind of hear what you're saying. But I remember hearing what Tony Robbins did with um, uh, Andre Agassi and all this sort of thing, like pull him out of his slump, you know. And a lot of that was like basically he was just focusing on his he had a fucked wrist or whatever. And so see, he got him back into the feeling of when he enjoyed but yeah it. but could it have been just on dragas going oh i've got a i've got a mental coach now i feel better like well, well, well basically he gave him tools to kind of like shift his focus to instead of thinking i've got a fucked wrist like take his focus to okay what i feel like when i really hit the ball well and so like so when he get on the court he started to go to that focus rather than yeah what's wrong with me focus yeah it's yeah, it's it's funny and I wish Brenton was here right now because we could ask him the question because when it comes to sport, I know for me I I was my my natural my natural gift of sport was 
I still had to put in a lot of work to get it to where I wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't just a natural <clears throat> freak. Where with, with Brenton, with racing and driving, the, the cunts are freak, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I jump in the car with him, and, yeah, yeah. and it's just, you don't, you go on fucking 200 k's an hour on a dirt road, and I, 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 I'm just chill. Yeah, yeah. I'm scared shitless, but I'm chill. But and, and I'm like, I see that as just, just DNA. He's got that in his DNA that he's a freak at driving. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if if he wanted to be the best in the world or whatever, he still would have to work his guts out, even from the freak level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so basically, there's no there's no doubt with any of these situations that if you want to be like really good, you've got to practice the mechanics over and over and over. So the only question is that, do you have to sort of address your psychology as well as part of that, you know, like if, if things are not going well? Yeah. Yeah. Because cause pretty much like, okay, so rugby league's your thing, right? So so all of the state of origin players would practice their ass off. Oh, and I know, I know there's some of them that are deep into psychology stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the state of origin team? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a bunch of them that are... That, that love that kind of the mental side of that and they they make sure that they align their bed with the moon properly, that kind of shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We yeah, it's know. funny because you... Well, I can't imagine that would have happened 15 years ago. No. <laughs> no. 15 years ago, you're, you're shaking, like you're shaking your body out and running on the field without a warm-up, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And yeah. so do you reckon that serves them or...? Oh, I think whatever works for you, fucks, is going to work for you. So mm. if that works for you, yeah. But I was just I, the whole reason I brought it up is is in my in my experience, it's been it's been a reaction to we're in a slump. Yeah, yeah. And that's no reason to bring a fucking. Okay, but but if you're in a slump, you got to do something, right? Yeah. And maybe and like I've you know like I'm more familiar with cricket, but I know there's some people in, in and cricket's very psychological, right? Yeah. Are and you a fast bowler or spin? I was fast, fastish. <laughs> I was fast if I could be bothered. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, like, what I was aware of, it's like, particularly batsmen would kind of, like, they'd get in a slump, and you could see there's completely a psychological thing. But some of these guys that, like, who tried to overtrain themselves out of a slump, it just didn't work. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you know, like, just putting in more hours of practice, that didn't seem to think it, think it sort of break it. Yeah. So it's something about not thinking as well, like... Or it's sort of just allowing it or something. I, I don't know. Exactly. It's it with like a sport with golf. I think it's yeah. Got, yeah. Go, you, golf. You the know, same. golf would be the same. And and you see, like you know, Tiger Woods. They talk about oh, when he just say he's the new new year on tour, and then he's changed his swing, and he's got to get used to this swing. So yeah. obviously, with that, he sees a mechanical problem, and then he's like, I'm going to change his swing, but then I got to get because with golf. Each swing is exactly the same. They tried it, so so they're pretty much a robot hitting a ball, yeah, and they yeah. got to get used to the way that they're they're hitting that ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't can't not think that golf is the biggest mental sport in the world. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. The way that they got to be so so that it'd be sweet to fucking hear what they have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think a huge part of it because I mean, going back to cricket, like I remember hearing Brett Lee. You know, the fast bowler talking, and he was basically saying that the beginning of the run up, he'd just like have his mind go totally quiet, like with what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was sort of interesting. So basically, like, just if your mind's completely quiet, then you can kind of get natural and get in flow. Yeah. 
rather than thinking too much. Yeah, true. So, so some of it, I think, is just not thinking. Yeah. But, but. Well, they talk about that. that like, I've heard, mm. I've heard other people talk about that flow state. Mm. You know, you're in, you're in a flow state where it's like you, you're, you're in pilot control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but, they, they kind of like in the zone, you know, like when, when you're shooting, when you're shooting like three pointers fucking on call, you know, in basketball, yeah, yeah. That, they're just in the zone, they're in a flow state. Yeah. And there's people that agree that that's, it's an actual like state you can get your body in. And there's people that say, nah, it's total bullshit. It's just mm. fucking hitting the mark every time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. Like it, it's a definite state. Um, but I guess the question is like when you're not in that state, like, like when you're in that state, what you were talking about where you miss it. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the game, you're, you're playing way worse than normal. So my question and interest is like, how do you, how do you get it back? Because when you're in flow state, you don't need help, right? Yeah. Keep everyone out of the picture. Just keep going. Um, but when, but when you get in that state where you miss, you miss, you do the fielding error or whatever, and then suddenly all your practice goes out the window because you, you, you keep ruminating on this fuck up. Yeah. So my interest is like, okay, how do we break that? Because in that moment, you can't sort of like, you can't practice because you're, you're already in the game, you know? So, yeah. so the question is, how do you break that? So, so how do you respond to that? Oh, I did. <clears throat> so, so basically looking back on it, so you know how, you, so you do the first fielding error. Yeah. So if that was happening now and okay, you start to landslide into that, everything's fucking up again. How would you break that now? I think the biggest thing is is as you get as you get more knowledgeable about the game and stuff like that is just to not panic and not and relax about a mistake. Just just chill and just concentrate on the next thing. I think that's the biggest thing with <clears> me. I was so worried about being perfect in everything that yep. that you make a fuck up and then you like dwell on that rather yep. than <laughs> rather than just getting on with the shit. Yeah. So I think that's I I'd be totally different. Okay, now. so basically what you're talking about is shifting your focus. Yeah. Okay, so so back in those days, your head chat would go, oh, fucked it, I fucked it, I fucked it. I'm going to let down the team. Exactly. And big, that, like I always say, the biggest thing, and I'm, I, I always feel like I fucked that, I let, let down, I'm going to let down the team. Yeah. I'm going to let down this person. Where rather than just being, being get on with it, being confident in what you do. And yeah, then, yeah, okay. So basically just saying, okay, yeah, I fucked it. But then sort of bringing the focus back to, okay, What's happening right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I think that's the way around, and and I've seen it with. But my... but, but see how but that is a psychological technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. ba- so basically that's about shifting focus. So your old self was living in the past. But it's also about being confident with my ability that I can just I can continue on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I might go on to some uh, of our normal shit, Jeremy. Um, I got some animal jokes. Yeah, I've got. First of all, I've got our animal facts. Okay. Um, a couple of questions for you is: What do you reckon the the fart still recorded? Yeah. Sweet. What do you reckon the fastest animal in the world is? Cheetah. <laughs> you totally, you're so wrong, bro. <laughs> So, just see, fastest animal, I'm not saying land animal. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay, so the fastest animal all up. And it's not you coming. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, what is it? All right, so it's the um, uh, peregrine falcon. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah so... The, so how fast is it? Uh, they go they go over 200 miles an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what's that? 200 a, miles yeah, an 200 hour. Yeah, 200 miles. So what's that? Is that 320Ks or...? Yeah, times 1.5, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're fucking hooking. <laughs> um, and then the, the second one is the frigate bird. Another so, bird. So, so is that is that one... Is like That's just a peak, period, uh, peak speed, just... Pretty infrequent one-off. Yeah, so the Peregrine Falcon, what it does, and I think where they measure the speed is they do this this bomb kind of dive, oh, okay. and what they do is they pencil up and they yeah, just yeah, hoot yeah. down to fucking get um prey because oh, okay. obviously they're a they're a they're a prey bird, yeah, yeah. and um and yeah, so they go they just jump down, um and the 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 raptor bird prey bird it fucking goes down and it just drops. And I think that's where they can calculate that it's dropping at 200 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you see, you see these falcons. They're fucking. They're, so they, they're in North America. They and they just got staunch legs, and they just look like they're built for speed. They're like square. It doesn't even look rounded. They look like squared off like a car. Um, you know but, what that reminds me of? That movie um, that Sean Penn was in. You know, uh, U-Turn or something. Do you know that one? No, I've seen it. Yeah. Must have been a classic. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it was about 20 years ago or something. Like, like basically, he's in Nevada, um, like in the desert. Um, his car breaks down. He has all this rotten luck. And at the end of the movie, like, his leg's broken. He's got blood all over him. Yeah. Um, you know, the car's fucked or whatever, and, and the chick's pissed off. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was the chick that he's with. Oh, I've seen it because in that movie, she, he, she, he fucks J-Lo yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you see her titties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, she was smoking back then. That's when she was like twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but the final scene is like he's got a something like this. He's got a broken leg. He's got blood all over him. He can't move. The chick's pissed off, and these vultures are uh, sort of swarming, like you know, circling around yeah. him. And he's just like, he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it reminded me because yeah. <laughs> basically they're a big bird, like like the falcon. <laughs> so Jeremy obviously masturbated the U-turn last night. It just was fresh on his brain. But um, and then second is uh the frigate bird, another bird which is second, and then the third is the sailfish. Yeah. So, right. so the sailfish goes through the water at a certain amount of kilometers an hour. I'm not going to say because I didn't research it. I was, I was more about the peregrine falcon. But um, so where do you get this information from? I get it just out of. Uh, encyclopedias that I read. I've got a whole book. I've got a whole wall of encyclopedias, yeah, right. and I just read a couple a day. Yeah. And um, the cheetah comes in at four. Okay, and yeah. like cheetahs are fastest land animal. Yeah, well, land. Well, the the falcon and but like birds are land animals. Yeah, you know they live. They're not water, They're not marine animals. So yeah, but yeah, like land walking animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the cheetah comes in. Um, yeah, fourth. And then after that is the pronghorn antelope. Okay. Yeah, so it goes to an antelope. But uh, and then also another another fun. While I was looking up that stuff in my encyclopedias, what do you reckon the closest ancestor that's living today is to the um, dinosaurs or the T Rex, more in, in general? Um, T Rex. Well have to be some sort of reptile so some sort of lizard uh, yeah that's exactly what i would have thought but they actually uh researchers have managed to sequence proteins from the long extinct 
creature, leading them to discover that many of the molecules show remarkable, sim si remarkable similarity to the chicken. So to a T-Rex, they, they, the that is the most common to the ch today's chicken. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, I got told that by someone, so I Googled the shit out of it, and it, it seemed to check out as much as you can. Yeah, well, I guess the, the chicken's kind of got the same kind of clawy yeah. feet or whatever. They said some scientists actually put a fake tail on the chicken to see the way that it moved with a, like a T-Rex-style tail. Mm. Yeah, that would be pretty classic. Um, yeah, so that's my animal facts. <laughs> and then usually from here, Brenton will take it from here to uh, car okay. car news or uh, racing news. So I'll, I'll take over from that because okay. I'm, I'm so up to date with it. <laughs> but as I said before, Brenton's over in the bar. It was over at the Baja 1000. Now he's just uh, doing a bit of a tour of California. So is he is he actively trying to get better at motor racing? So with motor racing, and I don't want to speak for Brenton, but it is it is massively in the in the machine you know it's massively in the car that you drive yeah brenton has a car that he's kind of he's totally outskilled and outgrown mm -hmm. he needs to get a better car to allow him to go faster to race better races to mm -hmm. and and it's just a money thing you know if you, mm. you you chuck brenton in into a into one of the buggies or trophy trucks that he goes and watches and then he's he's a high athlete Mm. But it's just the ability to get that, get into one of those cars. Mm -hmm. So that's where he's got to, you got to start looking at, you got to try to get sponsors in and show that you're a skilled driver and that kind but of thing. But presumably sponsors will, will uh, pay for some of that. If they can, if they can see you're a fucking gun, mm. um, they'll, they'll just, yeah. So does he need to up his game to be a, a, a sponsorable gun? No, I think he's just... I, I don't know how, like, I'm totally out of that world, but I don't know how he does it, but he needs to, he, he, he like, he, the, the Currens, his his mates, Dan and Josh, they, they have a buggy um, mm -hmm. and they race as well and Brenton's been the navigator in it. Okay. So it's just steps like that that he's got to take to, to climb that, you know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like climbing thing. And then and then one, one time maybe he fucking... He sorts out his truck, or then he, he forks out to get a to get an entry level buggy, and then just starts from there. But yeah, right. Yeah, so so, so does his wife ever worry about like the dangers? She of this? she raced as well. Oh really? Yeah, so she's a big car nut as well. Oh okay. Yeah, so, so, so she doesn't sort of panic about nah the liability of her husband doing this. Nah, she'd she'd fucking drive the dick off me as well. You know, I've watched her drive as well, and wow. she's she's really good. But yeah, so they're both. That's the way. That's the reason they they met because of cars. So really, yeah, classic. This just turned into an, a love podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when Brenton's when about... Brenton's not crushing her in the uh, having sex with her in the bedroom, they're driving cars. Yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, and did she know about it about his hemorrhoids way back then? Or? <laughs> I'm not sure. No, the hemorrhoids came out like halfway during their relationship before. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna cut your fucking head oh, off. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, Brenton's over there, Vaha One Thousand. So I, I've, if I'm too busy like watching porn or real sports <laughs> to worry about what's happening in the car racing world, um, but the the finishes. So we got the person that won it this year was uh, Rob Rob McCarran, Rob McCarran. And uh, obviously, I know all about this guy, and uh, he came um, first with a time of seventeen hours, twelve minutes, and fifty-seven seconds. Wow. And then number That's two, a long time. yeah, it's a long time. 
Uh, number two is Carlos Lopez. Number three is Troy Herbst. And number four is Tavo Vildasova. But that's my racing news, and we'll let Brent talk about that more about when he gets back. Um, yeah. And then that's all I got now. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeremy, we're good. Cool. I think we can... Uh, Play this motherfucker out. All right. I just I also want to thank uh, my mate Lindsay Jordan, who, through our stats, is our highest listener. So he listens to every fucking episode and just lives down the street from me. And uh, cheers, Lindsay. Go, Lindsay. Mm. Awesome. Play us out, cunt. <laughs> cunt. <laughs> I don't know where it's gone Where'd the tangent go? Where'd the tangent go? They've gone to some home alone In Fanny Grove, there the tangent Oh, Fanny Hills Come back to me, Brento Come back to me Tangent, make sure to tell your friends, and we're out. Peace! <laughs> Hello, out there, this is the BF Tangent, and that's me playing the guitar. We got Brento, chicken loving Brento. We got Freddy, he likes chickens too. This is the BF Tangent, yeah.